VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, you guys? I'm B. Simone. And I'm Megan Brooks. And welcome to the Know For Sure podcast. Do you know for sure? Do you? I'm pretty sure I know for sure, but this podcast is going to help us know. Hey, you guys, it's V. Simone, Megan A. Brooks. Welcome back to the Know For Sure podcast, where we talk about healing, evolving, growing, all things purpose-driven. We are back. Are we going to do it or what? Let's go. <laughs> We're back. back. That's my acrylic on the mic. Y'all know that gets me excited. We are here with a very special guest today, y'all. I met her years ago. Megan actually is just getting to know her a little bit. I met her years ago. This is my first time ever meeting her in person. And she is on our podcast. She flew from New York to come on our platform. Jen Gottlieb is here, you guys. Give her some virtual claps. Thank you, B. Yo. Hi, Megan. We um we met on Clubhouse. You remember when Clubhouse used to be like <laughs> the place to be? The place. We met on Clubhouse and um for hours talking. We were in different rooms together. You brought me on your platform. I brought you on mine. You talked to my close friends about manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like your whole vibe and your, you know, your um, platform relates with our audience. Mm. So we wanted to bring you on the show. When you asked me to be on this show, I was like, it, it was literally like a dream. I'm serious. Yeah. I've loved you from, it was so weird. Like the moment we connected yeah. on Clubhouse, it was just like, we vibed. Yeah. It was like the same vibe. And then when you did this podcast, I was so proud of you. Yes, thank you. And it was just like the truest, and you coming on too, I know you used to be behind the scenes. And for you guys to come together and actually make your conversations, your powerful conversations yeah. public to people. Yeah. It's just like the ultimate form of service yeah. to people. And I was just so honored when you asked me. I was like, I, at any time, I will get on an airplane and I will fly here for you. Thank you. And That's so what we talked excited. about a little bit behind the scenes um, that, you know, the conversations we were having in private, we wanted to have on their platform. Yeah. So that's what this is all about. So tell the audience a little bit about who you are if they don't know who Jen is. So I'm a New Yorker. I'm from New York City. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I'm a former actress. So I used to be a performer just like you. And my whole life when I was a little kid, I always thought that I was going to be 
an actress. Like mm-hmm. I was going to, I went to school for musical theater. I went to, well, I dropped out of college and then I moved to New York city to study musical theater in, uh, at this school called AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And I always thought, okay, I'm going to sing and dance on stage. I'm going to read other people's lines like this. I'm going to audition. I'm going to wait for people to pick me. And this is going to be my life. It's going to be my job yeah. because I knew that my purpose was to perform and to be on stage. Like that was what I, I really believe that God put me on this planet to do. But we were talking about this earlier that sometimes what you envision is not Not exactly it. And sometimes it's so much better than you could ever imagine. But the only way to get to that so much better is to try and fail and and mess up and do stuff and maybe like go the wrong path or go the right path or, you know, and, and so throughout my journey, I ended up becoming an entrepreneur and then getting back on the stage again. So now a lot of my experience in life is performing on stages, but in a different way, in a different way. So now when I speak on stage, it's like a motivational speaker and I teach content to people. I teach entrepreneurs how to be seen and how to be visible and how to create the lives and businesses that they want. I'm on stage now and I'm like, whoa, this is exactly what What I envisioned I was going to do when I was little, but it's not the traditional way. Yeah. Which is so cool. So you wanted to dance or sing or sing, dance oh, and act. Got you. Me yeah. Too. I was in yeah. the Broadway national tour of the wedding singer. Have you guys seen that movie? The Adam Sandler yeah. movie. Great movie. Classic. Yeah. That was, um, my first manifestation, which oh, we can talk about, yeah. but that was my dream role. And I traveled all over the country. I toured the country playing, uh, the role of Linda, who's mm-hmm. the, the bitch that leaves him at the mm-hmm. altar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh-huh yeah and it was my dream role when I saw it on Broadway I was like I have to play that part one day and I did and then when I got back home I got this heavy metal tv show that I was on for a while and then my life came to a massive halt because I was severely out of alignment mm. with you know everything because yeah. I was playing this part of this heavy metal chick that everybody started to know me as this heavy metal girl I didn't like heavy metal music mm. like I knew nothing about heavy metal music like yeah. but I just fell into this weird, she's the metal girl thing. And, uh, that time was kind of dark. So I will say, so tell us about that. Cause you seem so different than a heavy metal. If y'all look at her and hear her talking, I'm like heavy metal. What is that? What is that about? Tell us about that. You said you did that for five years. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So I was on the road with the wedding singer and I played this rock and roll character. So Linda, she was like in the show, she's like this, like Pat Benatar thing. And I came back and I was an actress. I was auditioning and I was brought in for this, this casting, uh, for this heavy metal rock and roll show. And the casting, you know, all about this. You're an actress that said like sexy rock and roll girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, great. I just played sexy rock and roll girl for a year. I could go get this part. Yeah. I have to tell you how I got this part because it's actually really funny. I go into this audition. I'm in the waiting room with all these girls and all these girls are like real metal girls. Okay. I'm like fake metal girl. I like went to Bloomingdale's and bought like a fake like rock and roll shirt. You know, the ones that you buy, they're not real concert shirts. And these girls are sitting in the waiting room with all their piercings and their, you know, leg tattoos. And like, they're, I'm like, crap, like intimidated. Uh, But I studied all my heavy metal because I'm like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to pretend that Wait, I know. so what made you want to do this if this wasn't who you were? Because I was an actress. Oh, okay. okay. And I needed a job. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, and, you're, you. and I was I was going to play a character. I didn't really know what it was. Got you. Okay. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I was like, oh, they want a sexy rock and roll chick. I was auditioning for so many things. So I go in, I'm like, all right, so the actress that I, the part I'm going to play is the heavy metal girl in this casting. So the night before I Googled everything about every metal band in the world. I was like, I'm going to know about Black Sabbath. I'm going to know. I'm going to pretend I know all about this. (laughs) I'm going to get this job. Mm -hmm. So I walk in. 
And they start asking me all these questions. And I'm like, yeah, I love Ozzy Osbourne. And mm-hmm. it's actually on YouTube, my audition for the show, because we like made a video about it. It's really funny. And you can see how oh, like, I... Can we put a clip of that in in post? <laughs> I, I can, I can uh, get it for you. Okay. It's hilarious. And on my resume, my acting resume... At the bottom of it, it says that I do a great Britney Spears impersonation, just as a joke. And I forgot that it said that. And so I'm in this casting with these producers and they're like, oh, you do a good Britney? Let's hear your Britney imitation. And I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be a heavy metal all this shit. Okay, go. Let's hear it. Yeah. Oh. So I sing. <laughs> no, I'm like, let's hear it. Like now. Britney Spears. Okay, I'll do it for you. I, I only do it for very special people. She's like, I'm ignoring you. I will do it, but I want to tell you the end of the story. So this is how I actually eventually learned that like being yourself is what gets you what you want. Because while, you know, me pretending to be heavy metal girl, when they called me and they told me that I got the job out of all those girls, they were like, it was your Britney Spears that did it. Cause we thought we wanted, oh, wow. because we loved you. We wanted to hang out with you on set and we thought you were funny. Mm. Not because I was the most metal. Right, right, so that right. was a reminder to me that the things that maybe you you don't, you want to hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? That make you, you, that make you special, that yeah. make you different, that maybe aren't the typical thing that yeah. you think people want are the things that make you stand out. Yeah. So I ended up getting this job that yes, it was not who I was, but it paid me a lot of money. It got me a lot of amazing opportunities. I had a great time for the most part doing this. And it was a big dot that connected me to a lot of other things in my life and I wouldn't have gotten it if I didn't Mm -hmm. just like be myself in that audition room and throw away the faking being a metal girl and just sing like Britney Spears so that was an interesting story okay so we usually pull before we get too deep into that okay pull these cards these questions you want to pull no you can have to pull okay you can pull okay and uh yeah it's just like an icebreaker okay what's an opinion you have that you rarely share are we all gonna answer it's just just for me Ooh, we all supposed to answer, but I'm Ooh, like, what? If, if I rarely share it, yeah, I, I share a lot of stuff. An opinion that I have. I don't really have one that I don't feel like. I have tons, but none that I would say on camera. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm I mean, saying. That's like, what I was honest, thinking. I mean, I have tons, but that's what I'm like. I feel the like rarely in the climate share that we're in. You have to be very intentional about the things that you say, even if it is careful. your opinion, for sure. Because you have to just, you know. Be watchful about how it. Well, I mean, well, and to people are hurt by words, and so Mm -hmm. even if that's not your intent, yeah, you know, you have to just Mm -hmm. be mindful. I feel like people are very loose with their opinion. Everybody has an opinion, and everybody has an opportunity to share their opinion. Yeah, and so you have to be mindful about it, even if it's an opinion that you stand on and you believe and whatever. You'll go to the death of it. There's a time and place for everything, or how you present it. I would never. The internet will never know 100% of who I am or mm. what I think. It's just not, it's right. it's not for everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. There are some opinions that should be shared intimately. Yeah. And there are some opinions that should be shared publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for I me, agree. I mean, I can give a surface one. Um, dang. I'm trying to think. I know. Like, I can't what, even think of something that I would want to say. You, yeah. Because after she said all that, I'm like, I'm not saying that. I, I don't say this is an opinion, <laughs> but I know that this was a topic in social media that was popular or like a, it was kind of going around a lot. But I, I do have an opinion. I'm not, I won't say which Why way I stand on, like that? but um, Chris, Chris Brown <laughs> is a better entertainer than Michael Jackson. I'll say that in my opinion. Oh, that's in my opinion. opinion. Oh, okay. 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 But I can argue that why, but that's my opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Do impact, have- no. Perf- as a as a as performer, a artist and performer, yes. Mm. Impact, no. Mm. There's nobody that has a greater impact yeah, than Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah, Beyonce maybe right there. Yeah, neck she, and neck. she's like neck and neck. Yeah. When I saw her in concert, I've only I've seen her in concert one time, and I was like, this is the closest I've ever seen to any to Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. ever. I cried yeah. con- I cried Same. all concerts, but Same. yeah, yeah, Same. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a That's really a good, one. good one. What's yours? I mean, I would. Hmm. I don't think I have one. No, I mean, I'm I really think we all have tons. It's just hard to say. I gotta like get on a topic and trouble. then give my opinion on the topic. That was um, a good one, though. That was really good. Yeah, but I think people can argue that. Like, I think a lot of people. Oh would yeah, agree with that. I mean, people are people will be upset about yeah. that. I would yeah. argue yeah. that. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not I upset think, about it. Oh, because no, you yeah, believe you I, believe that Michael is a better performer. Yes. Than Yes. See, I, I, I don't. I, but I, I impact, think a lot of people though, will agree with that. Yeah, impact. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I, I love. This, I love disagreeing with people. I love <laughs> conversations like this, and I love talking about MJ because I'm the biggest MJ fan, fan yeah. in the world. That's why I love that yeah. you just brought that up. I was like, how does she know? Does she know? <laughs> Wait, does she? Is she just trying to stir my pot? Because I, the reason I sing and sing and dance it's is because of, yeah. of Michael Jackson, and and that's the reason why Chris Brown does. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. But I just feel right. like right. there's nothing wrong with that energy right that michael jackson possessed right the the purpose of it is to take it and make it and and make it bigger yeah and i feel like why can't why can't we have better you know what i mean why can't chris brown should be better than michael jackson we have more available we have more like there's more it's grown the art has grown it's it's expanded so he should be better Mm -hmm. why why should we just keep no, there's that's it. You can never be better than that. Yep. Do you we know talked I mean? about because it. Then, oh, I totally because get it. Then you put a seal on it. That's then you right. Put yeah. a cap on it. Why we should be saying Chris Brown is better. We should be saying he's a better entertainer because he should be. Yeah. You know it's, what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, it's hard to argue that, but it should be that way. I yeah. like that you said impact, no talent, yes. But you're 100 percent right because mm. the athletes keep getting better. So people say like yeah. Michael Jordan's the greatest, you know, yeah. basketball player of all time, but I think you could argue now that there should be better, better. basketball yeah, players absolutely. because now they have better training. They, yeah. you know, have better access to mm-hmm. different coaches and trainers and, yeah. you know, things. And there's no way evolve. to tell the impact until that person is gone. Mm-hmm. We True. don't know how great Chris Brown is until, you know, until he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Then we're, then, because once that thing is gone, then it's missing. And Chris Brown may have, has, I, I don't even think he's hit the ceiling. Like he hasn't. Oh, yeah. Created his greatest pieces yet. I don't, so yeah. we don't even, we yeah. don't, you know, we don't we even know. know. Yeah. We don't know. But yeah. no, I love, funny. that's so that's funny that one. you just brought that up. <laughs> She's like, did you Google that I loved Michael Jackson? Yeah. I, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, so. my fiance is going to laugh so hard when he listens to it. Because the one thing, it's because this is about an opinion. The one thing that I get very like passionate <laughs> about her. is Michael Jackson. She's like, now this whole thing is turned. This is not about anything else. But she's like, like no, is about Michael Jackson. She's like, fuck the rock metal story. Let's talk about Michael. Like, no, he is the great. Mean? He is the greatest. I will say that. We kept Michael Jackson playing in our house. Like my, ch- I have a video of my youngest child with a wig on, oh. his shirt opened. And Literally, he's, he's like four, and he love. I mean, he loves Michael Jackson. So. All respect. Okay. Love my She said, okay. 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 We can be friends. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. Let's do one more. Okay. okay. This is a good, 
uh, conversation starter. When you dream of your future, what are the first three <laughs> things you see? Okay. This is good because this is this will take us on the topic that we can talk about <laughs> manifesting. Manifesting. Okay. So for me, you know, what I love most in the entire world is helping people from stage. So I, I wanna I wanna be the greatest motivational speaker in the world. You do. I do. Okay, wow. I do. Wow. I'm gonna speak it into the universe, yeah. speak it into existence. Because okay. I believe that we all should do that for whatever it is that we want. Yeah. Um and then I mean, I just immediately saw Chris, so I'm engaged. My fiance, he's also my um, my Ooh. business partner. <laughs> so it's just a life with him, and um, and speaking all over, and and having having global impact. I yeah. want to help people. Yeah. I want to help people see what they can't see. Yeah, and become the best, you know, most fulfilled or highest potential of themselves. Lit. If that made it, you Lit. know, makes sense. Yeah. How about you? So let me see. Let me see. Mm-hmm. When you dream of your future, what are the first three things you see? <sighs> mm. I guess one of them will be, I was talking to Megan and the team about this the other day. Like this has been, I say that a lot. This has been the most purposeful thing I feel like I've done in my career. So this like propelling forward and opening up more doors in my purpose, like what mm-hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to do. Like you said, you like, I always saw myself on stage. I always talked and been funny and this and that, but a podcast or, I mean, this is modern day radio, but like, I never wanted to do that. But this is like, I feel like the most impactful thing I've done. So, you know, this yes. like going to the highest level it can go, whatever that looks like. Um, love one day, hopefully mm-hmm. a family and, uh, you know, um, just healthy relationships and, you know, I always say internal peace, like just mm. peace and, you know, happiness. So those three things, like a family, peace and happiness in all my relationships and my life. And then this. So things. it is. Yeah. And so it is. Yeah. You're three. Um, I don't know if I have three, but um, I would say overall. Uh, dang, I don't know. What do I see for myself? I know. Um, definitely I like what you said as far as a global impact. I definitely feel like our platform has that potential, um, Mm -hmm. to have a global impact. Mm -hmm. Um, because no matter where you go, we're all feeling the same stuff. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to search for that same thing as far as peace, regardless if people really know what they're searching for or not. We're all really searching for peace. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think if if I'm being honest, that's all I'll say this. God protects me from stuff like that, from showing me what is ahead Mm. because I get in my, I can be in my way. Mm. And so, um, I'm really good at believing for other people. Um, but when it comes to myself, I'll figure out all the ways that it can't happen. Mm. So God shields me from that, from myself. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it because I don't want to be in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, if you don't want to show me, don't show me because yeah. I don't want to be in the way of it. Yeah. But when it comes to, I mean, like I have a, I have a overall with the podcast I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like the major thing that I would point to. Dope. So yeah. you, uh, we're going to get into not why she's here, but like her thing is manifesting. You know, we do that and I do that and we all believe in that. To me, and we did an interview. Remember, what interview was that? They asked us like, do you, oh, Brie. Mm. 
asking if, you know, cause we're very spiritual people and, um, Brie asked us, um, I think people were asking like, is manifesting, I don't know your, your religion or your spiritual background or what you are, but, um, is manifesting like not of God or something. And to me, manifesting is just faith without works is dead. It's literally like just having faith believing, speaking with your mouth and saying it and believing it and working towards it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so my manifestation journey started from like, the what's the thing called the secret mm-hmm. the law of attraction yep. that's like what opened Same. up my mind to that yep but how did your journey start and I want you to tell us a little bit about like your history of manifesting okay so it's so funny that you said the secret because that's exactly how I was introduced to it oh yeah yeah, yeah. and and I I believe that God is totally incorporated into this okay, whole okay. thing by the way and we can okay. talk about that later for sure um but so I was, when I was in that theater school, mm-hmm. so I was in the American Musical Dramatic Academy in New York City. I dropped out of college. I was living in like this eight foot by eight foot little tiny dorm, dorm room in New York and running around like, uh, you know, oh my God, I'm in New York City, yay. Mm-hmm. And went to go see the show on Broadway, The Wedding Singer, with my friend. And, you know, we had no money. We were like sitting in the nosebleed section and we're, we're sitting there seeing the show. And then all of a sudden this character comes out on stage of Linda and there's like a smoke machine and she's hilarious and she does this whole funny song. And it was literally like God came down to me in that moment and like touched me and said, that is you. Literally. Yeah. Like I like, you ever have one of those moments yeah. where you're just like, this is, oh my God. Yeah. I, tears. It was a funny song. My friend's looking at me. He's like, what's wrong Why are with you? you? Crying? <laughs> yeah. Like what is wrong? And I'm like, oh my God. Like wow. I, I, I have to be this part. I'm going to play her one day. How I just knew. 20. Oh, okay. Okay. You were older. Not yeah. older, but I didn't yeah. know this was your childhood. Okay. No, it wasn't, wasn't childhood. It was okay. when I moved to New York okay. to kind of start okay. my career and like be in school. And okay. I was learning how to sing and dance. And like, this was, you know, but there was no, I'd never auditioned for Broadway before. Okay. There was no shot in the world okay. that I would be her on Broadway. It was this actress named Felicia Finley and she just blew my mind. And I saw myself playing the role. So during that time, my mom had given me this book, The Secret. Mm-hmm. And my mom is like, Reiki master and like really into spirituality. And at that time I was like, mom, this woo woo. I can't, I can't, I can't. I was not into the woo because yeah. I was like, not it. And I was like, I'll just read this book. Cause everyone's talking about this book. Mm-hmm. So I start reading this book. And then I saw Oprah on TV talking about how she was able to manifest her role in the color purple by using mm-hmm. the secret. And I was like, all right, if it works for Oprah and she could manifest a role, yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna do an experiment. So I decided, I was like, let's, let's experiment if this really works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to manifest becoming Linda in The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. I had never been to a Broadway audition before in my life. I had never, you know, there was no shot yeah. in hell. I was like, let's see if this works. So what the book tells you to do is to visualize yourself doing the thing you want to do. So every night before I went to bed, I would close my eyes and I would visualize myself on the stage in the costume with the lights on my body. And I would like sing the songs as I fell asleep every night. Mm. And I would just like see myself. I would hear the audience and I would like really like it. it like act me. like it was the mm-hmm. real moment. It was like watching a movie yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And like I started to feel it. And that, this is how this, this taught me how to do this because and, and I didn't know, like, by the way, I'm not an expert in this. This is just my truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is just Your my experience. experience. Yeah. And I would like hear the audience. It would get so clear. And every night I would do it, it would get better. Yeah. And I'd get better at it. I'm like, this is fun. Yeah. So then before I knew it, I started 
going to schools telling everyone I was going to be Linda and the Wedding Singer, right? Because when you start to trick your subconscious mind to believe that something happened by playing a memory in your brain, mm-hmm. like it doesn't know the difference between a real if memory and a fake real... one. Oh, so you. I started to kind of believe that this was my reality. And so I would sing the Wedding Singer songs as my performances for school. Mm. And so when I was singing them for school, I would... In- I would envision that I was auditioning for Broadway when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And like, I I was just playing this whole game with myself. And the way that I believe that the law of attraction works is not necessarily like it's magical, Mm -hmm. like it like magically brings stuff to you, but it does trick your subconscious to believe that that thing is yours. So it makes the fear of taking action to get that thing a lot less. Go away. Because your subconscious is like, oh, I did that already. That's mine. So when the auditions came, I was like, let's go let's go right I like it's like neon lights pointing right at the opportunity yeah so it makes the opportunity brighter and it makes the fear less so without going into the whole detail of how I got rejected a lot for this this did not happen easy like I auditioned constantly auditioned for that role oh oh yes I went to that first one. I I, thought the story was going to be like, I auditioned and I got it. No, it wouldn't be that fun if it was (laughs) (laughs) The story wouldn't be that great if I just got it when I auditioned. But I went in and this was my first audition ever. I was like one out of 500 girls. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I got to the final two. And it was like me and this other girl. We were like battling it out. She would like go in and then I'd go in and then she'd go in. And oh my God, she was was so good. And I was, you know, that feeling where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, she's so much, you know, like fear. Yeah. But that, that weird thing that I had solidified in the back of my brain kept me going. Yeah. You know? And I didn't get it. She did. Mm. She got the part. And I was like, you know what? It's just not right now. It's not a no. It's just not right now. Mm -hmm. And I believed that from all of the believing Mm -hmm. and the visualization that I did. So (laughs) then I had to get – and I always tell people the the biggest part of the secret – that's missing is the action piece. And I love that you said this at the beginning of the interview. No, you're saying the work go- that goes into it. That's right. Yeah, for you sure. You can't just visualize things and think about them all day and imagine them to happen. You have to take action. Yeah. And a lot of the time the action is like uncomfortable, scary action. Yeah. Right. So I had to go to this. I, I, I saw this um, audition for this other show called Footloose, mm-hmm. you know, the Footloose movie. And I saw that the director that was casting it was one that was doing what we- the wedding singer national tour as well. So I was like, I'm going to sneak into this Footloose audition Mm -hmm. right now in my Linda costume that I created. (laughs) And I'm going to sing the wedding singer music to this director. Okay. This is, you want to talk about cancellation? Mm -hmm. Dot com. Like (laughs) I could have got canceled like from, you know, musical theater world. Mm. But I was taking a risk. That was was technically like like, disrespectful or something. It was just like something you don't do. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like they, it could have worked not in my favor. It wasn't necessarily disrespectful. It was like people don't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I go in and I do it and the director actually came out uh, after I sang and he looked at me and he's like, you, come here. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. Like I was <laughs> like, I just ruined my entire career. And he's like, here's my card. We're not casting Wedding Singer right now, but I want you to keep in touch with me. And when we do, I'm going to bring you back in. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I have like the golden ticket yeah. of life. And so I emailed that guy like every single week for like six months. He never responded to me. I was just like, hey, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, like just emailing no one. Um, but I, again, I was so hungry for this because I had believed that it was mine. Yeah. And, you know, so I kept going even when it was scary or uncomfortable yeah. or weird. When most people yeah. would have stopped, I didn't stop. Yeah. And finally, I go back in again and again and again. I get cast as the understudy. 
What's that? The understudy, like the backup. The backup, oh. I didn't get it. So I get this email in my inbox saying, congratulations, Jennifer, we want to welcome you into the Broadway national tour of the wedding singer mm. role ensemble slash Linda understudy. So like so, if she breaks her leg. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I basically had to spend the first you know couple months of the show watching somebody else play my part that I secretly knew. Like, that's my part. It's like, I basically had to spend a couple months of the show trying to trip this bitch. For Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, <laughs> anyway. spike her drink. <laughs> I was very respectful, but I knew, I knew, and I believe that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. I was so prepared, and I was ready for my opportunity. So the moment that that opportunity came, I knew I was going to crush it. Mm-hmm. And finally, it came. And that same director, when before we went on the road for the big tour, like we put up the show for two months um, in Florida and in Pennsylvania, and then we were going to go with the big Broadway sets and the big Broadway costumes and everything all, and tour the country. He calls me. He's like, he knew. He knew how badly I wanted it. He's mm-hmm. like, we're switching things around, and you're going to be Linda. What? Wow. And you guys, this is when I believed in the law of attraction. I know this is kind of a long story, but it's so important because this is where it all made sense mm-hmm. to me. How long was this, though? It was like... A Years? year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. When I played Linda mm-hmm. on the stage for the first time, the theater, the audience, the lights, the costume was the same costume that Felicia Finley wore that I watched. Mm. The sight mm. that I saw was exactly identical, the same. Yeah. As what I visualized. Yeah. yeah. When I was sitting in my twin bed, just like daydreaming about. Yeah. It. And I remember I walked backstage and I, I like collapsed on the floor. I was like. This is crazy. It worked. Yeah. Anything that I want to can create. Yeah. Which was so wild to me. I believe in that 100%. I believe in that. That was the first experience. And then mm-hmm. I kept doing, you know, and, and sometimes you forget that it works and you mm-hmm. sabotage yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got lost along the way and I forgot that I could manifest things. And I, mm-hmm. you know, the whole heavy metal thing happened. My, you know, a lot of my life uh, took a turn for the worst for a little bit. Yeah. But then I had to remind myself, oh, you have this power. You can do this. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a power that I have that's different than anybody else. It's just like, why don't you tap into this again? And then I started doing it again. And, you know, it's it's an ebb and flow mm-hmm. of, um, I would say, kind of, You, I, I love that you said, like, or I'll mess it up. Mm-hmm. We all have this thing Wait, inside of us. said what? Remember you said... I said, God doesn't show me certain things about myself because I'll get in the way. That's right. So sometimes we do get in the way, right? Mm -hmm. Like when things get too good, sometimes we just stop or we like Mm -hmm. subconsciously self-sabotage ourselves, right? To bring ourselves back down to where we feel a little bit Mm -hmm. more comfortable or whatever. We create drama for no Mm -hmm. reason at all. I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's just about checking yourself and being like, oh, wait, you can do this and remembering moments like that. Yeah. So, like, even this conversation is so powerful of me remembering that I did that. Yeah. You know? So, like, what's next? Yeah. yeah. We can all do that. Yeah. Because if yeah. you did it once, you can do it again. That's right. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think I think the biggest takeaway from that, too, is just being patient in it and not expecting it to come. Like, just focus on believing it mm-hmm. and not focus on... How is it going to come? Mm-hmm. When's it going to come? Mm-hmm. What's it going to look like? Mm-hmm. How's it going to show up? Who's going to do it? Who's going to help me? Who? Mm. I feel like we get so caught up in those things. So then our focus can't be on what we want. It's all the other, how we're going to get what we mm-hmm. want. And that's really not important. The There's important thing is, yeah. is that 
you see it and then you do everything that you can to push yourself in that direction. Yeah. And if it starts to not push you in that direction, stop doing that and go into something that pushes you in that direction, but just keep moving towards what you see I love and that. not blocking yourself by like, Oh, well I don't really want it to look like that. Yeah. And I don't really want it to No, I don't like the box that that came in and I don't really like that or ribbon and I don't like how they sent it and how it, that doesn't matter. That's right. It matters that it comes. And then and so they say this or something yeah. better. Yeah. Like, so I'll, I want this or something different that the universe has in store for me mm-hmm. that I don't even know. But if you focus on the how and try to manipulate the how, like mm-hmm. what you just said, and like plan it out exactly how you think it's, it's never going to be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it could be even better yeah. Yeah. if you just is. let it a, a, yeah. allow it to play out. Like even our, we were talking about this earlier, our yeah. relationship. Like I thought Clubhouse was for me to build this huge audience and yeah. like be like a... Um, Same. We were yeah. all like, we're going to be the queens of Clubhouse. Let's start these rooms. That's right. But really the you gift was out of it. an yeah. amazing relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you feel like people mess up when they manifest? Like what is like the, I mean, I guess Megan kind of said that too. Like the wording about the, all the pieces, you know, but what's like the, how do people mess up when it comes to manifesting? There's two things that I think people get wrong here. And one of them we already touched on is that people think that they can just put something on a vision board and think about it and it magically appears. Yeah. And that's why I think manifesting or the law of attraction gets a bad name. Yeah. Because that's not how it works. And like you have to be specific. Like there was stuff on my yeah. vision board that I was like, well, that happened. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like trending. Yep. I was trending. All right. I was canceled for you. Oh, like, right. Right. <laughs> Like positive trending, like be specific Mm -hmm. when you manifest. You have to be specific for sure. But at the same time, like if you don't take action to get that thing, like if you don't, the the way that it works is it allows you to take action. It allows Mm -hmm. you to see the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't realize that you're taking action, you subconsciously are because the thing that's really driving the bus is our subconscious mind. Mm. You guys ever wonder how like sometimes you drive all the way home and you have no idea how you got there, yeah. right? Because your subconscious was driving the car. So our, our subconscious is the thing that's really making our decisions and like, so our beliefs are deep mm. inside of our subconscious and our beliefs run the show. And when you can start to change your beliefs by implanting memories in your brain as if something already existed... Mm-hmm then your actions, your subconscious is going to drive the bus to get those things. You're saying so you're subconsciously making decisions to get there. That's exactly right. So you're taking action. But the other thing that people do wrong when they manifest is they're like, I want this thing. I desire, I want it. I want it so bad. I want to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Now, also the way that I've learned that the universe works, and I've learned this just through my experience, is that like attracts like. So when you're in a positive like when it rains, it pours, right? Positivity and negativity. Yeah. So, right, when, when everything's great and you're in a positive mood, you attract more positive things to you. Yeah. When you're in a negative mood, oh shit, when it rains, it pours. Like yeah. it's going to start pouring bad stuff everywhere. Mm. That's because the law of attraction, the law of the universe is, you know, one energy will attract another energy to it. Yeah. So if you're in a place of wanting something so bad, you know, you ever notice like if someone's desperate for you, like even in dating, you're like, Ugh, get away from me. Mm-hmm. It's re- it repels that thing because the thing that you're going to attract, the energy that you're going to attract to you is one of want and desire, which is actually when you want and desire something, you're in lack. Mm. Oh. So instead of saying, I want it, I want it, I desire it. I have it. I'm so grateful. I have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I already have it. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. Because we have everything that we want inside of us. Yeah. It's already here. Yeah. It's in existence. And if we walk around the earth, like I am so grateful I have the best life ever. Mm-hmm. We're just going to attract people and things and energy to us 
that matches that energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, I'm so grateful. I have the best life. Like, that's yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like the affirmations that I do. Like, I'm blessed, I'm healed, I'm, I am. Not, yeah. I want to have a blessing, or I want to be healed, or I want, you know, you say it as if it's in real time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Gratitude gets you there, too. The fastest way to get into that place of really feeling like you already have something is being grateful for it. And so for years, I would do, I still do it. It's called a future gratitude practice. So it's like being grateful for things that haven't necessarily happened yet as if yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. So before I met Chris, every single day, I would be like, I'm so grateful I met the love of my life today. Yeah. I'm so grateful I met him. I'm so grateful he's here. I love yeah. him so much. You know, and I've been and trying that for years. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> like, Jesus. Don't manipulate it. I'm, I know. He's yeah. on the way. Hey, he's yeah. on the way. Then, Jesus. <laughs> well, tell us how you got your husband in. Okay. Because I'm over here. I thought I manifested. Well, I actually did. Now looking back. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com slash totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened 
listen to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing firsthand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. I did manifest my ex. Like, and it's crazy because what is, what, he has a tattoo? He has a tattoo of a quote that's on my vision board. Did I tell you that? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's on his it's on his arm and it's on my vision board. I was like, wow, like that's manifestation. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Because I was like, I'm going to have a boyfriend this year and I'm going to, you know, and it happened, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't the one. No, but he's going to lead you to the one. Yeah, for sure. What's next? I think when I think about manifestation, I talked about it a little bit, I think on um, that uh Seminar, the webinar you did for close friends. Mm-hmm. I think Jen was oh, you on were that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But for me, I like there's a scripture that says that God will give us the desires of our hearts, and I feel like a lot of people look at that scripture and think like, "Oh, anything I want, He'll He'll give me those things." And for me, I always interpret it as He'll place desires in our hearts, like mm-hmm. He will give you those mm-hmm. desires. And I think that whatever those desires that you truly deeply, deeply feel, those are the things Mm. that we should be trying to manifest. And I think that a lot of times we, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with, and we talked about this on the thing, there's nothing wrong with saying, I, you know, I want, I, I want the car that my dreams, I want the love of my life. I want the career that I've always wanted. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But I think, we don't focus a lot on those, like really the things that God really has placed like deeply within us. Like, you know what I mean? Those desires that like we really, really, truly deeply want. Um, What's one for you? um, I think, man, probably like peace of mind is like my biggest thing. It's like having like a peaceful mind. Yeah. Um, and, And like a deep, deep desire to, impact people mm-hmm. or, or, to, but, but maybe that's not the right way to say it, not to impact people, but to specifically have a positive impact. Well, yeah, but to specifically have a like pointer to who God is. Like, mm-hmm. I want people to know that they can have a relationship with God. That's like my biggest desire, yeah. like out of anything. I want you to know that it can happen. For, like that is a real thing that can exist for you. Yeah. And that your journey is very specific. Like your experience is very specific. And there's a very specific blueprint for you. Yeah. Mm. And the only way to get that is through God. Like mm. that's my biggest desire is mm. to like, you can get out of this. This dark space, you can get out of that. Yeah. Like yeah. you can really have peace it's and know possible. who God yeah. is. Like that's my biggest desire. So I think that has been always the thing that has led me in every direction of my life. I've been able to do that in everything that I've been able to do. Like every career I've ever had, I've been able to do that in Mm -hmm. some way. So in your relationships, I said that the other day, I was like, I think I not subconsciously, I didn't like go get baptized or go to the altar or go to a church, but I regave my life to Christ because of her. 
Like her relationship with God changed my relationship with God. Like that impact that she's had. And it wasn't like she was pulling out the Bible every day, showing me the Bible, Bible thumping, read this scripture, go to church, do this. It was the way she acted and the Mm -hmm. way she talked and the way she moved and maneuvered through life and dark spaces. And she showed me God through her. And I think that's what I want to do to show by the way you are, yeah, you're just, yes. the way you are, like the way you live your life. Yeah, I do not have to open up the Bible. I don't. I'm, to, I'm like, I don't know scripture like Megan's knows. Megan knows scripture. Megan can quote the Bible. The, I don't know the Word of God like maybe I should, and I can get better at that. But just the way I treat people, mm-hmm. the way you walk, people should see a light in you. Yeah, mm. you I think know, that that's important. Naturally. But that's. But I think that that. Part of manifestation is so important. Those yeah. deep, deep, deep things, the, the deep things shit. that really, you know what I'm saying? Like you're like, I want to have a global impact. That thing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the other stuff, yeah, that'll come. Because that'll yeah, that's come. important. Yeah. I'm not saying don't yeah. do that. Manifest yeah. all that stuff. It's gonna come. Yeah. But when you really focus and hone in and laser in on those deep things, yeah. I want to have a global impact. Yeah. I want to show people that they can get on stage and they can do whatever they want to do, or yep. they can, you know. Yep. move a crowd or they can mm-hmm. do this or do whatever that global impact like that's major and yeah. i feel like we don't focus a lot on like those deep 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 things that we want yeah to see happen in our lives yeah. the materialistic yeah. things are just the cherry on top i say yeah. that all the time it's like, a bonus yes a bonus. i want a million dollar yeah. multi-million dollar house mm-hmm. yes i want this is going to be a billion dollar podcast yet all of that yes i want a life of luxury and convenience mm-hmm. yes i mm-hmm. do well, here's like, the thing. The more that you have a life of luxury and convenience, the more that you can create your impact. Right. The easier you can create right. your impact. And, right. So it goes with it. Yeah. yeah it goes and hand I'm saying hand. that's going to come, though. That's I right. don't think that that's not going to happen either. Like, but when I get that mansion, I want to be happy. Peaceful. Peace. Right. I want to be at peace. Oh, it doesn't even matter. If you're not peaceful and you have a mansion, the mansion doesn't matter. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. It doesn't a lot matter. Of people, that's what, I think that's my point. They I think a lot of times it. we think we want all these things and... And you're not like, oh, I want the, I want to be a, I want a million followers on Instagram, yep. and I want to be yep. trending, and I want to have the luxury car and bags, yep. and, da, 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 da. and then you get those things, and then what? Miserable. Then you're miserable, miserable because you skip the thing that you re- the the desire that God truly placed in your heart. You skipped all of that. Yeah. And now you got all the things that you thought on the surface yeah. you wanted. And yeah. then what? Yeah. Those don't You're fill the empty. void. Yeah. yeah. They're empty. They don't fill it. Yeah. And it's not going to help. Wherever we going after this, you can't take that stuff with you. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it ends up being wasteful. And not that those things can't come, but you just have to focus on the true, the true thing. Yeah. That like need. the thing that really, really, really matters. Yeah. And then I believe everything else comes with everything it. Everything else. Mm-hmm. Or you can enjoy everything else. Yeah. A thousand percent. Uh-huh. I feel like that's like when you're in the pocket. Like I like to call it in the pocket. Like in the pocket is like you're following your bliss. Like that mm-hmm. real, what you said, like that real mm-hmm. thing that's your real purpose that you really desire, that deep thing. When you're on that, in alignment with that, mm-hmm. all the other stuff comes. Mm-hmm. And then the other stuff is just, you can receive it so much more mm-hmm. and you can really like actually use it for good. Yeah. But when you're not, in that and and the other stuff starts to come you're like what do I even need this stuff for and that's that creates a really empty life yeah what yeah, for sure. what and you too, Megan? What do y'all feel like is one of the first steps for people to find that? Because I went back to Dallas and I talked to my sister. Um, we were talking about healing and stuff, mm-hmm. and she asked me. She was like, "Well, what do you? How do you? What do you do? What's the first step?" And my advice, not even advice, my truth to her was: for me, I was like, I'm still finding mine, but I'm just trying mm-hmm. shit. Yes, like. 
you have to literally try different things over and over. And then like we said on the other episode, take inventory of how you feel. If you feel good after you try journaling, mm-hmm. if journaling might not work for you. Grounding, grounding might not work. Go into the park. That might not work for you. But if you feel different after it and you, you take inventory of that, you try to do that thing over and over. What would be your, um, uh, not advice, but your experience of how to tell somebody like what would be the first steps to finding that peace, that joy, that inner healing? Doing exactly what you just okay. said. Doing, but I also like to connect the dots looking backwards and I, I like to reflect a lot on my life. And I think, um, what's the thing, and y'all, we all have this thing, the thing that you think about when you're doing that thing, you get emotional. Mm. Or like when you think about doing that thing, you get emotional. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like if you were to talk to me about like, how much do you love performing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, Michael I, Jackson. I love, oh yeah, no, I get emotional when I talk about Michael Jackson. Uh, but you know, like, or, or, and you think about a moment in your life where you were the most in the pocket. Like, can you think about like a moment, one moment where you're just like, this is everything. Like, I feel so like mm-hmm. I'm serving the world right now. I'm serving my purpose. I feel good. I'm like, I'm in it. And it could be the littlest moment. It doesn't have to be a major yeah. mega moment. It could be a moment with Megan, yeah. just like having yeah. a connection with a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, think back to those times and like, maybe you can write down like three of them. What were you doing? Where were you? What were you experiencing? What did you do leading up to it? And then do more of that. Yeah, and you're not going to yeah. figure it out on the first try. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you are always going to be figuring it out. I also don't believe that we only have one purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I that we believe only that. have one passion. Like people yeah. are like find your purpose, find your passion, and only do that. I'm like, it can be always, multiple, yeah, it, and it can change. It can in change. Chapters. Yeah, mm-hmm. we change, we evolve, and and you might not even realize that your purpose right now is leading you to an even bigger one mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And you just got to keep doing that mm-hmm. in order to get there. So. Yeah. You're never going to think your way into anything. Yeah. And that's why I love you guys so much. I mean, I love you so much for so many reasons, Mm -hmm. but you're like, we're just going to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to do it until we do, until we figure it out. Yeah. And that's how you created everything, right? Like you take action, you're doers. Yeah. And I believe that the way to find what you want and how you impact the most people and your real desires is mm-hmm. by taking action relentlessly. Yeah. Messy with fear. Yeah. Imperfectly. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's all of that and not a having an understanding that it's not easy. Right. I think people think that it's healing is like the hardest, it's the hardest thing in the world. And it also never stops. It's It's just a constant thing. And I think as you go on your journey, like for me personally, I've just been able to develop practices and I just keep adding to those practices. And then we were talking about this, um, this weekend, I was like, the season that I'm walking into in my life, I feel very unprepared, but I feel very equipped because I don't know what's ahead of Mm -hmm. of me. I don't know what battles are waiting for me, Mm -hmm. but I do know that in every battle I've faced thus far, I've picked up a weapon. I've collected mm-hmm. tools. tools. I've collected mm-hmm. things to to arm and protect myself from what's ahead. The next battle. And so yeah. I may not be prepared, but I am equipped for it. That's and beautiful. I believe that you have to just, like she said, take inventory, but also collect your weapons. All right, I went through that and I survived and I got all the weapons. I slayed all of them motherfuckers and I got yes. all the weapons from it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I took all their weapons yep. and now the next battle I fight... 
I got all my weapons, yes. and then I'm going to kill all of them, so and then I'm going to take their weapons. Easier. And every time yeah. I'm just arming myself yes. more and more doesn't mean that the battle I face isn't going to be hard, but I'm equipped to protect myself. I'm, prote- I'm equipped to make sure I don't die in that field. So it don't matter. Anywhere I go, I know I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight, yeah. and I'm going to th- I'm gonna have the tools and the weapons to armor myself, to protect myself in that, in that battle. And I believe that we have to be intentional about knowing that it's not going to be easy Yeah, and it doesn't stop. And there's no end point. You just have to keep collecting, keep taking inventory, keep collecting those weapons and keep fighting through it. Yeah. That's it. It's like when you get your heart broke, like Uh the first one, if you be like, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) I'm about to throw up i'm gonna die like literally physically sick and then i mean obviously heartbreak is still it's hard but you get over it a little quicker you understand a little more it doesn't hurt as bad because you you know like you you said you went through it and that's like people ask me about confidence a lot like how do you become more confident it's exactly what you guys just said Mm -hmm. it's by sticking with hard commitments that you make with yourself mm-hmm. and getting to the other side and realizing I could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't die. I didn't die. I didn't die. I, I experienced I discomfort. Yeah. yeah. I didn't die. I sat in it. It sucked. It hurt. It was mm-hmm. painful, but I got to the other side and now I know that I can trust myself mm-hmm. yeah. to take action, even when it's scary or when it's painful that I will get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way that you can trust yourself and build that trust is by doing mm-hmm. and getting hurt mm-hmm. and being in discomfort. So I take ice baths every week just to practice being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I do stuff to make myself uncomfortable all the time so that I can always you prove to myself that. Yeah. that I am strong enough to do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that when that that I'm ready for battle, I love that analogy. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. At this point, I know we can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack a mile away. Do you check for the latest studies on health aging or do you read labels like it's your job? Come on, be honest. Is that you? Well, congratulations. You're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds their standards. Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. I love Ritual Essentials because for women 18 and older, this is one of the few multivitamins that are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified bee crop and made traceable. Gentle on an empty stomach with a minty essence in every bottle that helps making taking your multivitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com totality. Start Ritual or add a Central for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash totality for 25% off. All right, back to the show. Okay, you guys, before we continue on with this episode, have you ever been on a hunt for a new doctor and you asked everyone? So I totally know what this feels like. You ask everybody who you know for a doctor that listens to you, knows what you need, makes you feel comfortable. After weeks of searching and asking everyone around town, you finally find the one. It's close to the kid's school. It's close to your house. It's amazing. It checks all the boxes. So then you call the office, you make an appointment, and they actually have an available appointment. 
everything is working out just right. But then the receptionist tells you that the perfect doctor that you've been waiting for and you searched all over for doesn't take your insurance. I'm telling you right now, wipe the tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc.com to find and book a doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, that are located near you, and treat almost every and any condition you're searching for. These doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients, not robots. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc.com is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. You can find the doctor you want and book them immediately with just a few app taps. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com totality and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com totality. ZocDoc.com totality. All right, guys, back to the show. What yeah. was that again, that quote? I'm equipped. I'm, I'm unprepared, but I'm equipped. Mm. I feel very unprepared. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and I, I, I was talking to my mom about it, or somebody asked me, like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel very unprepared mm. because I don't know. That's right. What, yeah. I've never faced that season in that's my right. life because it's new. And that's okay. I'm not scared because I'm equipped. That's right. I'm not afraid of it because yeah. I'm equipped. But I'm not fully prepared because I don't. I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I don't have to, I don't have to know. Yeah. It's not for me to know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just for me to go through. Yeah. The you only thing saying? that's certain is that nothing's certain. Yeah. Right. That's it's like, like, life is so unfair. I'm like, it's fair because it's unfair to everyone. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very yes. fair. Yes. It's unfair to everybody. And so it looks fair. differently for everyone. And yeah. that's okay. That's why you have to, I, I like what you say. Like I do stuff to make myself uncomfortable because it places you in a position to always kill your ego. Mm-hmm. And when you take yourself out of a lot of things and taking like, like I was talking about the other day, I was like, I'm no longer going to be offended by other people's experience. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I offended by mm-hmm. something that you're doing or your life? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. But I think that that's good to like, it also puts you in a practice to kill your ego. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then when you focus, like for me, when I focus on what I want in my life and the purpose I feel like God has for me, then my focus is on that. And it doesn't matter how uncomfortable I am because that's my purpose. So Mm -hmm. I take my ego out of it and I'm driven by what I feel like God has placed me here to do. So it doesn't matter how uncomfortable I am. What are you sitting here to do? Yeah, that's right. Focus on that. That's right. And so practicing, I love that practicing things that make you uncomfortable, do, killing, uh, the Bible talks about crucifying your flesh. Mm-hmm. You saying mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when you do that mm-hmm. and you make a practice about it, you take the ego out of it. And yeah. my mom, my mom told me a quote that somebody told her, he, uh, she was asking him about pride and ego. And he said, you can't kill a dead man. Mm. Mm. If I crucify my flesh daily, I remove my ego. I take out my pride. Nothing you say can offend me. That's right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. offended by nothing yeah. that you say. You can't hurt me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This is a, I, I'm, I'm a spirit led first person. Right. You can't, not yeah. Flesh. Like yeah. I'm not, you can't make me mad. You can't yeah. hurt me. And one of the yeah. biggest reasons people don't take action 
on what they want or their purpose or what they know that they're supposed to do is because they're so scared of what other people are going to think, think of about them. Or say about mm-hmm. it. Or say about them. But here's the thing. The fa- fastest way to kill the ego is to remember that it's not about you. It's not about yeah. you. It's about the other person. Attached to it. It's yeah. about the impact that you're making. So uh, so we, I, I just try to think about it every day. I'm like, H-O-P-E, help one person every day. Mm. If I can just think about it, because, you know, we all we all have an ego. Mm-hmm. It exists in all of us. Mm-hmm. We all get into that mode of thinking about for at least for a few minutes, mm-hmm. what's someone going to think if I say that? Yep. What's someone going to think of like the way mm-hmm. I look or the way I sound yep. or the way I whatever? We're humans and that's natural and normal. Yep. But the faster that you can flip it and get out of that ego and realize, oh, that's my ego. Think about how I'm impacting other people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about the people I'm talking to, the yeah. relationships I'm making, how I can help one person yep. every day. It takes yeah. me out of it. It's not yep. about me. Yeah. Yep. And that makes everything, it makes the action taking so much easier. Then yeah. that's like, that's why yeah. some people can take action and some people are frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think about it though, think about the people that we love the most that we're not idolized. No one should idolize anybody, but the people that were like so inspired by the most, those are people who didn't Chris Brown. Care. Yeah. Chris Brown, <laughs> Michael Jackson. They didn't care what people thought about them. Yeah. Whitney didn't yeah. care what people thought yeah. about. She no. got on that stage and with a wet lip and didn't care. <laughs> yeah. She, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what people think about Prince didn't care what people thought about him. You know what I'm saying? The people that we love them. <laughs> she had a wet. She had a wet lip. With a wet wig and sweat. Sweat. <laughs> she said, <laughs> never mind. I'm not even going to go into that. Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Or maybe they did care because we don't know what was going on in their mind. She cared about it. Maybe she did Maybe. care. Baby, she, really trying to be prophetic. <laughs> Whitney did not care with her wet lip. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't do the greatest. That's ridiculous. She didn't care. She asked for a towel numerous times. She did it. She was on that stage and she didn't care. Whitney's lip was wet every stage. And I didn't care because none of us cared because she could sing. She's the greatest. She delivered. If she wasn't sweating, we weren't happy. Well, you can't listen. If if that lip wasn't wet, let me tell you, there was no goosebumps. So let me tell you what. She needed that wet lip, and we appreciate that. And she didn't care. That's what I'm saying. No one cared. She didn't care. You just be yourself and be great. And that's why they have the impact, a global impact that they have. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't care what people thought about them. That's important. Kanye West, another example. True. Doesn't care what people think. That man has a global impact that we won't even know the extent of that until way after he's gone. Yeah. So he, you know what I'm saying? Just not caring what people think. Yeah. One of my important. favorite things about Kanye is I watched that documentary on HBO. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, when Netflix? he yes, yeah, or it was sorry, it wasn't yeah, HBO. Netflix, it was on yeah. Netflix. When he walked into all of those offices and just rapped. and just started Ooh. rapping, and they were they were literally like Kanye, I Kanye, you I'm four sick of this. Times. Like he didn't, didn't care. He didn't He's care. like, oh I'm here. God. No, listen to this. Listen to this. Crazy. Listen to this. He didn't, he didn't care. So dope. He didn't care how he didn't he didn't care to embarrass himself no. either. And that's another thing. He didn't have any pride. Yeah. When it came to his purpose. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure he dealt with pride. We all deal with pride. Yeah. But when it came to his purpose, he's like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if I look crazy. Yep. I, don't I don't care, care if nobody agrees agree. with me. I was just about to say that. I don't yep. care if you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and I, that's another thing that I feel like with this platform too, is a, is a thing that we're always going to have to, you know, be mindful about mm-hmm. because there are certain things that I feel like God will call you to do that is so contrary to the trending of thing. Course. 
and you just or, you have to and you it. just have to do it man. because he called you to do man. it. He didn't call oh, everybody to do man. it. That's right. You know that's man. important. That's right. And there's only one of you. And if somebody that's else right. can do it, then why would he need you to do it? Man. Why would I use you? If I if I told everybody to do it, what do I need you to do it for? Mm-hmm. I told mm-hmm. you to do it. And sometimes you got to be so mindful and 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 committed to that yeah. that it doesn't matter how embarrassed I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter nobody agrees with me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I know within me, I know yep. that I'm supposed to do this, do this. no matter what. Yeah. That's that thing. Yep. And that's a hard and in this climate, I feel like that's very hard, especially yes. in this generation, in this very world, hard. in this man being all that being canceled shit. You say one thing. We've already been. We've we're, really we're not. Oh I yeah. Mean, yeah. We three months in. There's already been controversial topics and stuff, and still to this still day, they're making me too. Yeah. You know, it's like Lord. Yeah. But we feel like we're walking in our purpose. Yeah. And we're not always right. We're not saying that, but. You know, the door is always open for dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having the conversation. Yeah. You're having the conversation that some people are scared to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's how you're going to create impact. Yeah. Not by just like playing it safe all the time yeah. and saying what everybody wants mm-hmm. you to say and yeah. being like the perfect version of what you're supposed to mm-hmm. be out there. Yeah. Like that's not the type of person, like you said, like Whitney Houston, Kanye West, Michael Jackson. What do they all have in common? Well, that they're like the greatest performers of all Mm -hmm. time that will leave a legacy forever and ever and ever, Mm -hmm. but also that they were not scared to Mm -hmm. say how they feel and be themselves and, you know, and do the thing, even if like walk in their truth. Yeah. No one likes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, walk into the office and just be like, I don't care if you're not going to listen to me. I'm going to rap right now. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm yeah. Rap. yeah. I don't care. Megan has always been like a huge Kanye fan. And mm-hmm. after I told her, after I watched it, I was like, I get what you've been saying. I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. I get it. I have a question for you, Jen. And I know we're getting ready to wrap up soon. Yeah. Um, what? So you've been manifesting for a really long time. And I feel like, you know, the way you articulate yourself, you're like, wow, she's perfect. I mean, you live this beautiful life of manifestation. You've been able to get all the things you want, but tell me a, what you, what the work currently is. Like, what's something that you're challenged with? Like, cause we all have to, once I feel like I'm developed in one area, then the God shifts me and I'm like, damn, I feel like I got, I'm learning all over again oh, man. or there's yes. a new challenge or so tell me what is something that you feel like you're, um, not struggling with, but yeah. like, you know, what's a challenge for you right now? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. while you have all of these tools to manifest. Yeah, I've got all these tools, but I forget the tools all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I just, we're showing B, I just got a new, I, my very first tattoo oh, on nice. my wrist. It says time. Because um, I need this reminder that time never stops. Mm-hmm. I forget. I get in my head. I get in my ego. I'm, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, by the way, at all. My journey's not been perfect. Yeah. But I'm so grateful for all the imperfect, messy parts mm-hmm. and the part, the parts sometimes that were the darkest. Yeah. We have even touched on yeah. because they've helped me to be resilient today and be like mm-hmm. I'm armed I know mm-hmm. like I can be uncomfortable mm-hmm. I can fall on my face and I can get back up mm-hmm. but right now to answer your question what I'm working for is I'm not even close <laughs> to being where I want to be mm-hmm. not even cool not even I'm like just scratching the surface mm-hmm. like yeah. this is like I just like mm, yeah, not even there yeah. but um, you know, now I'm, I told you one of my biggest goals is to be the, the greatest motivational mm-hmm. speaker of all time. And right now I'm speaking on all these stages and it's all men mm-hmm. and that's, it's all guys. And that's great for me because I stand out and I've got a great, you know, okay, I'm like the only woman that's doing this mm-hmm. right now, but I feel a really big responsibility now. And it's very, it's like Sorry. to be, um, kind of the first mm-hmm. in this space 
to really break through and be the woman that's the motivational speaker on stage with all the guys. And part of me like loves that so Mm -hmm. much. Um, but part of me is like, okay, I got a, I got a job to do here and I've got a lot of responsibility here. And I'm, I know that I need like my 10,000 hours of practice also. Mm. So here's the thing about, I used to be on Broadway and performed on stage. You get to do 10 shows a week. You get to try every single night and you get to, you're a comedian, you get to feel the beats. You get to feel when the audience laughs. You get to feel, you know, each time you do it, it gets better. And that's Mm -hmm. what I loved about doing a show every day. Now, when I go speak on stage, I speak once for 30 minutes and then I got to wait two weeks before I do it again. Mm. And it's like, oh, but I just felt bad. I want to do it again now. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to do it again. Mm -hmm. So I've got to really like put in the work ask a lot of people for help, put myself out there, mm-hmm. say, I want to be on that stage. I want to be on the stage. Even if it's all guys, even if it's scary, it's a lot of discomfort mm-hmm. that I know is coming for me. Yeah. And I've got my book that I'm writing that's coming out in October. Yeah. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Got to ask a lot of people for help it's to help me promote book. it. My first book. Yay. My <laughs> first book. So they, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of discomfort that's it now mm-hmm. and in my future of of kind of paving the way mm-hmm. to get there. And and I'm excited about it because yeah. I know that's just going to arm me more yeah. for yeah. when I do get there because yeah. it's never going to end. It's never, it never yeah. ends. And when I get there, I'm going to want to get somewhere yeah. else, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Be because we've got yep. a growth mindset. Yep. So it's never like, oh, I'm here. Yay. Now I'm just going to chill. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm never arriving. Yep. Yeah. So, never arrived. Yeah. Never arrived. Never. That's- well, before we wrap up, I do we do two things. We'll get to that real quick. But I do want to, you have time, like maybe a couple yeah. more minutes. Yeah. I do want to discuss, um, because Megan is super advocate for mental health. We talk about that a lot on mm. our platform. All You know, mindset <clears throat> and just what we've been through. Yeah. She's been very open with her mental health issues and process. Yeah. And you talked about... Um, uh, your your depression and you went yeah. through a whole phase of like your eating disorder yeah. and we don't have to go too deep into that but just anybody that is listening yeah. how to get out of that dark space and kind of what we talked about with time I want you to reiterate that we mm. talked about it off camera but just yeah. your your process through that well I can never sit here and tell anybody how to get out of a depression or eating disorder because I'm just not equipped to do that because I'm not a mental health yeah. expert yep. but yep. I did experience a lot of depression in my life and a severe eating disorder or severely bulimic. Mm. And um, mm. my now my healing journey was much different than I'm sure anybody else's healing journey would be because everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Um, but one thing that helps me now, because I feel like we're always we we're always needing to use different tools mm. to be able to get through things. And now I, I can get through things in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, and my favorite concept ever is why I tattooed this on my wrist. I didn't go get a tattoo because I wanted a tattoo. I got this tattoo because I wanted this word on my body to remind Mm -hmm. me every single day Mm -hmm. that time never stops. Mm -hmm. It doesn't freeze. So discomfort Mm -hmm. is always temporary, no matter what. If you're uncomfortable in an uncomfortable moment, it eventually will pass, eventually. And the more that you can sit in it and embrace the discomfort and feel the discomfort and maybe not have to numb out with whatever you're using to numb out and Mm -hmm. be in that, the more equipped you are to do it again later, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And so it doesn't, it's, 
it's only temporary. And then the same thing for the good moments. Right. So the right. good moments are also only temporary. Mm. So, so you, you have really to live need in those too. Be present. Yeah. You know, experience them so fully. Receive them. And we forget to do that too. Mm-hmm. Because every time we fully receive an amazing moment and like milk in it and bask in it, number one, that ups our frequency. So we attract more like mm-hmm. stuff to us yeah. there. And then number two, we're able to remember that we're capable of feeling that. Yeah. So when you're in the really dark time, and yep. we will be there. Mm-hmm. We will. Because Everyone. that's life. Okay? Life throws red lights at us. It yep. just does. Um, Matthew McConaughey says this in his book. I love his book because it says that um, you're going to get red lights no matter what. That's yep. a guarantee. But when you're getting the green ones, like go. go. <laughs> Embrace go. them. Yep. Don't don't yep. make your own red yep. lights. That's just dumb because yep. they're going to come anyway. Yeah. And the more you can really milk the green ones and, and the good times, the more equipped you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and same with when you get the red ones, mm-hmm. the more you can sit in it yeah. mm-hmm. and experience the discomfort and know that it will end. Mm-hmm. You're always going to end up in your bed. Yep. Right. Right. When I work out, you know, you're working out now. Yeah. So I do this really cool thing. This might, this is like a tool that everybody can use. <laughs> um, and this has helped me a lot. Okay. And, and I do it when I exercise. You could do it anytime though. So when we exercise, we feel a lot of uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. we feel a lot of discomfort. It sucks. You're in it. You're like, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. This hurts. But that's how you make the magic. That's how yeah. you get better. It's how you get stronger. It's how you get fit. So after my workout, every time, no matter what, non-negotiable, I lay down on the mat and I look up at the sky and I say, God, I'm back on the mat again. The time didn't stop. Mm-hmm. It was uncomfortable, but here I am. Mm-hmm. And over. I have that. It's over. And if every time you do that, you always have that reminder that it's going to end. Yep. So when it's uncomfortable, I'm going to be on the mat in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Because the it. more you prolong it, the more you're prolonging your healing yeah. or your relief. Breakthrough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just get it over get with. It just over get with. it over with. Start. Start. That's what my, my, uh, I used to have a trainer back in Ohio, Brandon and his wife, Olivia. And, he used to tell me like he would put, you know, I would have to do back squats or something like that. And I would be like, I'm not ready. I'm, not ready. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he would always say, um, go before you're ready. Mm. So Chris just got start say, before you're ready yeah. on his <laughs> arm. And I got time on wow. my head. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. He would always say, go before you're ready. Just go. Just, go. just yes, do it. Do you're it. never going to be Overthink ready. It. Never. You're never ready. Yeah. You're never really prepared. Like I said yeah. before, you're never really prepared. Yeah. Just no. go. You got, you've, but you've done it before. You, you can, you do, can do just it. do, just yeah. go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're never really ready. You just got to wow. go for it. You got to do it to become ready. Yeah. Like yep. you guys weren't ready to do this podcast. We talked about this. Like you didn't have it all mapped out. You just started. And the started. more that you did it, the more ready you got. Yeah. The more you figured things out. As we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Oh, yeah. I love this conversation. <laughs> I could talk to you guys all day. Well, I know. We you got to go. Please. I know. You got to come back. You have to come back. And um, we always do the two little no for sure. So okay. what do you know for sure? K-N-O-W. What do you know for sure after this conversation? And what are you saying no to for sure? Mm, so okay. the two. All right. So, I mean, this is really part of just the conversation. I know for sure that discomfort is temporary, but growth is permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what I live by. And then what am I saying? No, for sure, too. Um, like N-O, for sure. Yeah. No, for sure, to <laughs> um, inaction. 
Good. In action. I think that that wraps up our whole yeah. conversation, yeah. right? That's really yeah. like, I think, Take action. you know what I love is that we kind of thought the conversation, the theme was going to be something different and then it kind of turned into something else. It's like just, and then it, it's full circle where mm-hmm. it's like this or something better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I know we had all these questions. I said a few I didn't even ask her, but I was like, well, just let it be organic. We just literally talk and, you know, it, it um, trickles down, it snowballs into the next conversation well when you're talking to good people like it's just this is i love that you guys are doing this thank you it's just like an it's like a people get to listen in on maybe conversations that they wish they could have with their friends yeah Yeah. and maybe this will initiate it does conversations i was telling her that i was like we were just like the private conversations that we're having people need to hear this because it'd be it touches us when we're mm-hmm. talking we're like we need to share this with the world mm-hmm. like i'm so glad this, you're doing you know mm-hmm. so my, it's gonna help oh, th- it's gonna help thousands of people yeah, yeah. You know what i'm saying yeah. and whatever you know yeah. is meant to be said on we always we don't really plan plan every little piece of the conversation yeah. um because i do believe that whatever god needs to get to whoever is out there it will happen good and i believe that yeah, we all touched good. on something that is going to touch somebody else yeah. i agree and this is really powerful. Yeah. Um, you want to do your know for sure? Uh, what do I know for sure? I know for sure what I said earlier. I'm walking into a season in my life where I am very unprepared, but I feel very equipped. Um, and I'm saying no to, mm, what am I saying no to? I am saying no to being offended by other people's experience. I, that is like huge for me right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, least yeah literally <laughs> do you like Boom. honestly like, it just, like least like <laughs> I I cannot least. like I, that has nothing to do with me and it, and yeah. why am I so prideful that I think that your actions are specifically about me yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean like who am I yeah no I'm not doing that that's good Wait. um no for sure I know for sure manifestation works I've done it I've experienced it and like I said it's just faith with adding the work you guys mm-hmm. so just have the faith have the belief and start um I'll go back to the secret just in case nobody knows the secret the law of attraction is on Netflix you can watch it and it's super super dope um no for sure no for sure no for sure I'm saying no to not being committed to my regiment. Mm. Like I am really about to like, I haven't made a vision board in a while. Mm. I haven't really like gone into the depths of my manifestation, my affirmations. I've been doing that lately, but like making it like I brush my teeth every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get ready every day. I put on clothes every day. I have to do my regiment yeah. every day. Like mm-hmm. I have to commit to doing that. So, you know, just getting in the, I'm saying no to not committing to that. Okay. Like my affirmations, my morning, like I feel so good when I do that, mm-hmm. you know, setting the intention for the day. So yeah. Great. That's my no. Good. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming, Jen. So much. You were so this great. So you guys good. follow her. Tell them your social media. Yeah. Instagram stuff. at Jen underscore Gottlieb. Just go there and you'll find all the things Everything. from there. <laughs> all Everything Yay. stems Thank from that. Thank you. Another episode of the No For Sure podcast. I'm hey guys. Megan Ashley. Megan Ashley. And we're out of here. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the No For Sure podcast. Make sure you keep the conversation going and use our hashtag NoForSurePod. Yes, we want to see you guys share 
the hashtag know for sure pod on all social media platforms we want to keep the conversation going keep it going go to the website knowforsurepod.com and follow us on all social media platforms instagram and twitter know for sure pod <laughs>